Hey, this is Sharon Srivatsa and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes into a private board meeting of one of our portfolio companies. Uh, they do hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And in this meeting, I learned that we did, we grew our net profit by 38% in the last 12 months. And I want to walk you through the insights from that, three specific insights from that. In fact, I'm going to give you one question. The one question that I asked the board that completely changed the trajectory of the entire conversation. And if you ask that one question, it could change the trajectory of your business as well. I break it all down for you and it starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. Today, I want to take you behind the seats into a very private board meeting of one of our portfolio companies. As many of you know, we build uh, companies, partner with them, and buy assets. And one of our portfolio companies is one of the most uh, respected real estate businesses outside the United States, outside the United States. And I was having uh, our recap board meeting with the, the board of this business, reviewing the last year's uh, performance. And I want to take you behind the scenes of this because you will never get this experience anywhere else. So uh, I'll give you the truth. I'm going to give you some numbers. I'm give you, going to give you the lessons from it so that you can see if this is going to benefit you directly. FYI, these are our portfolio companies, meaning we actually own a piece of them and we advise and partner with the owners of this business to build and grow their business. So I know this business intimately. I know everything about it. I have a great relationship with the management team, and that's why you're getting this level of granularity. And so I hope you appreciate it and you can take some lessons from this overall. All right. So we sat down in the board meeting and the CFO passes out a few pieces of paper and he says, hey guys, super excited to share with you that over the last 12 months, we have grown our net profit 38%. All right. By the way, this is a a real estate business that does billions of dollars in sales. Uh, they're in the services space, so they do hundreds of millions of dollars in fees. And so you can imagine a 38% increase in net profit means a big check to me, which I really appreciate that and our fund, right? So as I sat back and took it in, we have gone through a very interesting time over the last 24 months with the pandemic, with different markets doing different things, with the real estate markets and various areas doing differently. But when he said, hey, we have 38% increase in net profit, it made me wonder. So I let him finish the presentation. And since I have a great relationship with the board, I asked this one question, which affected the, uh, the vibration in the room. I said, hey, did our business grow or did the market grow? I'll say it again. Did our business grow or did the market grow, right? If you think about it, a lot of times when the our business when when we do well in our business 
we as entrepreneurs often like to say, oh yeah, we're crushing it. Our business grew. We grew our business by X percent, Y percent, Z percent. We, you know, it's really busy. We're crushing it. We got great prospects, et cetera, right? But when we're not doing well, we instantly go to blaming the market. Hey, market's tough, hard to get clients, hard to get credit, hard to find good people, hard to find good talent. Uh, people are tightening their wallets, et cetera. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I just want you to recognize that when it's a very normal thing that when things go well, we say the business grew. And when things don't go well, we say the market sucks. And that's, it's just an interesting thing that we say. So I forced this question on the board and I said, did our business grow or did the market grow? And then we realized when we dug through a couple of pages of data that in fact, the market in that time period had grown by 41%, whereas our net profits only grew by 38%. Now, I don't want to go through the complexity of P&L math for you. So if you are a um, high-level accountant, understand investment banking, understand math, uh, I understand it too. So, so I can go toe-to-toe with you, but, but let me walk you through this. The market grew by 41%, so you would assume that our top line should have grown by 41%. Our net profit grew by 38%. However, we added no extra overhead, right? We added no extra overhead. So exactly every additional dollar that went to the top line should have found a correlated uh, impact on the bottom line. So yes, of course, there is some you know, top line to bottom line gross margin numbers. But in essence, if you just looked at raw numbers and assumed that for every extra dollar we made, we didn't, had one, we didn't ex- have any extra costs, we actually underperformed the market. Now, if I lost you in all of that, let me explain this very quickly. The market grew by 41% and our business grew by 38%. Even though we thought that we crushed it, the market grew by more than the business grew, right? Our business, in, in essence, without going into the complexities of it, actually underperformed. Think about that for a second. Market grew by 41%. Our business only grew by 38%. And we were patting ourselves on the back that we had crushed it. I'm actually working with um, a potential portfolio company right now, which we are considering investing in, but I'm not going to, and I can talk to you about that, which is, um, this is a plumbing services company run amazingly well in the Southern United States. Uh, They are currently trading at 20 times earnings, 20 times earnings. Just to give you a perspective, 24 months ago, that same industry was trading at four to five times earnings. Did the market grow or did the business grow? Did the market grow or did the business grow? The, this, if the plumbing, co- plumbing company CEO is listening to this podcast, I love you. I'm not going to invest in your company at 20x multiple, right? That's just not my jam. But my point here is we asked the question, did the market grow or did the business grow? If we can't be honest with ourselves about it, it gets very difficult very quickly. So the question is, now, how do we get our business to grow without deep market correlation? That's the question. How do we get our business to grow without deep market correlation? And even if your business has grown or not grown, it doesn't matter. We have gone through some market growth. I've seen two groups of businesses, some that have really struggled during, you know, kind of this, this pandemic time. The others have done fine and there's not a lot in the middle. And so, uh, what I want to take you, take you through is three big lessons. I want to fast forward this board meeting and I want to give you exactly what we decided, what we talked about, what we discussed so that you can take the benefits of a billion-dollar company and who is actually selling services day-to-day that you can benefit and you can actually make it uh, have an impact for you. So here are the three big lessons that I wanted to share with you that came out of this meeting that I think you can install in your business as well. The first is 
when you're in a business like this and you're asking the question, did the market grow or did the business grow? You should ask this question, which is, is this a time to redefine our only statement? I say it again. Is this a time to redefine our only statement? Which means if you are a commodity in the marketplace, if you're a plumber, if you're an electrician, if you are a best services provider, if you're a real estate agent, if you're a mortgage broker and you don't have an only statement, I'll tell you exactly what an only statement is, then you're a commodity. And it's not a bad thing. You can win. A lot of people win the commodity game by having better relationships, right? They have a better relationship, so I win. And that's okay to win that. But if you don't have an only statement, you will ebb and flow only with the market. So in the next six years, if there's a market kind of slowdown, it, it will dramatically affect you because you are deeply correlated to the market because you don't have an only statement. What is an only statement? The only statement, it goes like this. We are the only pest company that, in, that has a three-year guarantee. We are the only plumbers that respond within, 20, you know, within 21 minutes. We're the only pizza delivery service that gets you a pizza in 30 minutes. Otherwise, the pizza is free. Right? There's got to be an only statement associated with it because the, there needs to be a guarantee or value prop on the other side of the only statement. I will tell you, uh, nine out of 10 services, service businesses, don't have an only statement, which is why our fund, when, you know, as we are investors, when we partner with companies and invest in companies, we only invest in services because I know that nine out of 10 service businesses don't have only statements. If I can actually work with them to craft their value proposition, craft their services, craft their um, you know, not be a commodity, it will dramatically increase their price points and dramatically increase the, the value that they can offer and they will not be deeply correlated to the market, right? So number one is redefine your only statement. We sat down and we talked about, okay, now that the market has grow, oh, kind of grown this way, what is our only statement? Do we have to redefine our only statement? Do we have to say, hey, we are the only real estate company in this market that does blank, right? And can we really, really hammer and hone that message in because when the rising tide lifts all boats, but when the tide falls, the only statement will rise. The only statement will hold mindshare. The only statement will actually get embedded in the marketplace. This is the time beyond any other time, regardless of where in the market you're in, if you're in services in any way, if you're like, even if you're selling a product, normally, by the way, if you're selling a product, the way to actually juice the margin of a product is to overlay a service on top of the product. Um, and that's a lot of, a lot of that is what I, you know, what we help our portfolio companies with. But know that if you are doing anything in the services world, you got to have an only statement. So having an only statement is super, super important. If you don't have an only statement, ask yourself, why don't you? And there you're just winning by, oh, you say, oh yeah, we win by referral only. Oh, we have, we have way too much business by referral only. You have it now, but two more competitors come into your marketplace with better only statements, you will be decimated, decimated, right? If, 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 you are, if it was in your marketplace and I turned around tomorrow, I came in, I got, uh, I, I raised, you know, a million dollars from 10 private investors at $100,000 each. I came up with a great only statement. I could take you out of the market because you're a commodity. Professional services are super important, especially uh, attorneys, accountants, uh, insurance professionals, mortgage brokers, insurance brokers, real estate brokers, uh, coaches, consultants. If you don't have an only statement, you will, you will get decimated in the marketplace, right? So number one, redefine your only statement. All right, here's number two. At this point, among any other point in the last 20 years, brand is the invisible hand. Brand is the invisible hand that will lift you or brand or lack of it is the invisible hand that will crush you, all right? Brand is the invisible hand that will lift you or the lack of brand is the invisible hand that will crush you. For example, 
the other day, my son and I went to the grocery store to buy some uh, groceries that my wife had given us a list on. And we were walking through the store and one of the things in the list said mac and cheese. And my, we were walking through the aisle and my, my son came to the you know, kind of mac and cheese aisle and he reaches out and grabs the Kraft mac and cheese. And I said, Neil, why did you grab that? He goes, oh yeah, you know, um, I saw every time I'm on YouTube, uh, I saw, I always see these Kraft mac and cheese commercials and they, it looks like such great mac and cheese. I always only want that. Think about that for a second. There's been n- no other brand has promoted that to him. But he doesn't know anything about the value. He doesn't know anything about the price point. He doesn't know anything about the core value proposition. He knows all he knows is it's craft and what the box looks like. So in a sea of commodities, brand stands out because it gives us the it activates a reticular activation system and it gives us safety. It's no different than why does Coca-Cola advertise? Why does Coca-Cola on uh, advertise in a soccer game or in the Super Bowl or why? They don't need anything more. Why do they advertise? Because when you walk in the gas station and you're going through the soda aisle and there's RC Cola and there's Pepsi and there's Coke and you open the door, what does your hand reach for? It reaches for the Diet Coke. Why? Because over and over and over, the brand is the invisible hand. We think that it doesn't matter. We think we can win by relationships. We think we can win by referrals, but there's a deeply stunted level of growth. And I'll tell you why. Nobody's waking up in the morning and thinking, how do I send Sharon more business? That is the old school by referral only completely terrible way of thinking, right? Nobody's waking up in the morning thinking about referring you and me business. Nobody. Everyone's waking up in the morning thinking about making their lives better. So it's our responsibility, it's our opportunity, it is our necessity to focus on creating this, this brand persona in their heads that whenever they think about one thing, they think about us. Why do you think pharmaceuticals advertise on TV? It's not like we're sitting in front of a Super Bowl and saying, you know, go get uh, X, uh, you know, Tylenol migraine. But when we go to the store, what are we looking for? When they look through a sea of medication and we see Tylenol migraine, we grab that. Why? Because that level, it's the invisible hand. You can decouple market share and market movement by brand mindshare. And now is the time to do it because you can do it so cheaply. You don't have to get on. In, in old school days, you had to get on TV, which is really expensive. You got to get on radio, which is quite, and then you got to get in print or you get direct mail. That's all that existed. TV, radio, print, direct mail. Now you can buy impressions to targeted people on social media, both organically and paid that can really create insane mindshare in a moving market. You can decouple market movement with creating mindshare. Brand is the invisible hand. And as you grow it, it'll lift you. As you don't grow it, it will push you down. So that's number two, brand is invisible hand. All right, here's number three. This is the time to actually grow what we call the front side of your funnel. This is the time to grow your front side of your funnel. I've seen a lot of people say, yo, you know what? I'm not in the lead generation business. I sell a $10,000 product. I'm not in the lead generation business. No one actually, uh, you know, no one actually uh, squeezes on a lead on a Facebook ad or whatever and then comes to a chiropractor's office or no one actually squeezes on a lead and then wants to buy a house or apply to, for an insurance policy. You're significantly wrong. And let me tell you why. Nobody downloads a pest guide when they don't have pests in the house. Uh, nobody downloads a back pain report when they don't have back pain. Nobody downloads a, are you curious about the value of your home report in a better language, unless they are interested in figuring out what, what their home is worth. Nobody realizes how to reduce their mortgage payment 
and download the report or uh, opts into a video if they're not interested in that. What these filling the front side of your funnel does, it gets people to raise their hands for services. It's a super, super, super important thing. The question is, are you committed to growing that list so big that when the market changes up, up or down, you already have a relationship with those that raise their hands? I'll say it again. Imagine this. At some point, if someone had back pain and they downloaded your report, would you much rather have 500 people that download their report and actually one-on-one email them? Or would you just rather wait and be like, oh crap, the market's not working? It doesn't matter whether the market's up or down. The person that has back pain has back pain, right? In fact, if the market's down, they're going to have more stress and have more back pain. And it's much easier for you to have one-on-one relationship with them, one-on-one conversation with them. Grow the front side of your funnel. The chance to actually put information, information in front of lead generation is really powerful, not for any other purpose than it allows people to connect with the story and helps them raise their hand and say, hey, I am interested. You know, we, I have back pain. I am interested. I want to lose weight. I am interested. I want to reduce the mortgage, my mortgage payment. I am interested. I want to get life insurance. I am interested. I want to grow my business. I am interested. I want to grow my LinkedIn. I am interested. I want to take a TikTok course. I am interested. I want to buy a new house. I am interested. I want to paint my house. I am interested. I want to get a pool, right? If the pool companies actually did a report that says, you know, say, uh, uh, use this checklist to see if your house is the right fit for a pool and everybody downloaded the checklist, how, what great prospects would they be? Instead, they drop flyers at people's doors and they think that, that someone was actually going to look at a flyer and pay them $100,000 for the pool. In fact, it's completely flipped around. Grow the front side of your funnel because information-based lead generation will always win, especially in services. Especially in services. Because when someone wants a service, they don't wake up, they don't wake up in the morning and think, uh, who can help me solve my back pain? That's not how they think. They wake up in the morning and think, man, this back pain's so nagging. Uh, and then they look at a report and then that's how they raise their hand, right? Grow the front side of your funnel. Now, I'll tell you this, whether you missed the market or whether you benefited from it, it does not matter. Just remember these three things, right? Number one, redefine the only statement. Is there a time now so that you cannot be a commodity anymore? Redefine the only statement. And if you can't, you are a commodity and you will ebb and flow with the market and you don't want that. Number two, brand is the invisible hand. Brand is the invisible hand. Having a little bit of traction on the brand actually will lift you. Not having traction on the brand will press you down. And you don't have to wait. You can start it right now. You can do organic content. The content is just 30 to 60 seconds. Nobody even wants to look at it any longer. Brand is the invisible hand. Number three, grow the front side of your funnel. Information-based lead generation is especially powerful for services. We specialize, our portfolio companies, almost all of them are service businesses. We specialize in services. I've run a real estate business. I've run a mortgage business. I've run an escrow business. I've run a coaching consulting business. Uh, we, our portfolio companies include insurance businesses, our law firms. I, uh, I can literally tell you, uh, CFO services, I can tell you over and over again, putting information-based lead generation will always win, especially in front of services. Nobody downloads a back pain report that does not have back pain. Remember that. The question is, are you committed to growing that list so big that when the market changes up, up or down, you already have a relationship with those that raise their hands? All of this came about because I had a chance to sit in a board meeting and ask the question, even though we were up 38%, to ask the question, did, your grow, did, you, did our company grow or did the market grow? Did our company grow or did the market grow? All I would ask you is, is be honest. Be honest and just 
It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Just be honest and answer that question. Did your company grow or did the market grow? Be honest, because now you have three things to really work on, which is number one, redefine your only statement, which is just a one-time job. Number two, brand is invisible hand. And number three, commit to growing the front side of your funnel. I would love for you to send this to your team. I'd love for you to send this to your board. I'd love for you to send this to your investors. I'd love for you to send this to your advisors. I'd love for you to re-listen to this because and ask yourself this question. Did your, did you, did your business grow or did the market grow? Hey, um, I share this because a lot of our, um, I got a chance to actually give you a behind the scenes look at one of our portfolio companies, uh, a chance that you would never get otherwise. And so a lot of these companies partner with us uh, where we get to actually help them grow. So if at any point you're interested in seeing what that looks like for you, uh, feel free to DM me the word partner. Just, just go to Instagram, DM me the word partner, and that way I'll know that you're interested in learning more about how our uh, partnership model works and how we can support you. So DM me the word partner if that's of interest to you, and uh, hopefully you can figure out if your business grew or your market actually grew. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com. Dot com.